0: For you out you. I see that. Yes, we've never had a real-life diva. Don't give a warning. F-
1: Says who
0: does he think he is? I have some dirt. Will you confirm or deny. <laughs> Maybe you should face <laughs> warning. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, let us focus. From reality TV to real life. It's all just so dramatic with Megan Pistetto. <laughs> Guys, welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. I'm Megan Pastetto. Your favorite sadistic cold hearted bitch back at it again. Welcome to this very special bonus bachelor finale episode. My final bachelor episode, in fact, for the year. A big fucking yay. I'm so happy. I feel like total weight has been lifted off my shoulders. After this episode, I will be moving on to Bachelorette and I'm not looking back, do not pass go, do not collect $200, finito, RIP Bachi. I've decided to spoil you guys today with an extra episode because quite frankly, I feel like you guys all deserve it. You deserve a medal for sticking through with this hot mess of a show and with me for torturing yourselves twice a week. But... I don't have any medals. So instead you get this episode as a parting gift. You're welcome. So this week, one girl is going to be dumped on national TV. I have already revealed on Instagram who that someone is. That's at dramatic podcast. If you want to check out the spoiler, but I feel like the real winner here is us because the season will be officially over for good. So we've been dealing with the bubonic plague for nine months now, COVID, hello. We're being punished even more by the universe with this season of The Bachelor. Our Bogan Loki Lockie was just so bland. Even after his fancy Channel 10 makeover, he's literally like a dry rye crusket and not even the crackhead editing of the producers could save him. Lockie's season has made me even miss the honey badger season which now seems like pre-covid bliss in comparison I regret taking the honey badger season for granted just like I took going to a sweaty nightclub filled with sleazy dudes on a Saturday night for granted (laughs) I guess you don't know what you've got until it's gone very on brand for 2020 really we may as well put up the Christmas tree now and just call it a day Now this week my investigative work into Lockie's unhinged liking spree on Instagram during lockdown went viral. It was picked up by every single news outlet in the country basically thanks to Angie Kent leaving a kick-ass comment under the evidence posted on Instagram. It even got a mention on Australia's number one pop culture podcast, Shameless. Let's talk about Lockie Gilbert, of course, and the concept of liking other girls' photos.
1: Exactly right. So, if you didn't see it, Pedestrian ran an article this week with an awesome headline that really sums it up perfectly that read, Angie Kent obliterates Lockie Gilbert on Instagram for double tapping a bunch of bikini-clad Picks. Now, a bit of background to that background. This all came about because of the So Dramatic podcast, which is a fantastic independent podcast run by Megan Pastetto. She is just killing it. So, So Dramatic shared screenshots of Lockie Gilbert, this year's Bachelor, liking posts from Love Island contestants in particular. So Jessie Winter, I don't know if you remember her from Love Island last year, Zara, but she Mm. was blonde, very, very beautiful girl, was sharing bikini-clad photos. And interestingly, Lockie Gilbert was liking those photos in April, despite the fact that filming for The Bachelor began in early March.
0: I am officially... The new super spreader, guys. Watch out. Coming up today, spoiler alert for this episode, as always, I have saved the best tea for last. I'm feeling very generous. It's a very juicy, jam packed, scandalous, exclusive episode. The best one yet, in my opinion, actually. I am squeezing the bachelor for all the juice it's got left. I have uncovered some shocking comments that Lockie made to the girls during the bachelor filming. I've got all the details about the secret affair Cody Simpson had with one of the Batchy Babes plus more scandalous secrets from the mansion are exposed and everyone's favorite segment so scandalous I have details about Lockie's run in with the law yes some actual (laughs) FBI digging has been done. Also, make sure you listen to the very end of the episode, as I've got a very special announcement to make that I think you are going to love. So much drama, such little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. Some juicy goss to start off with that I know you guys are going to love because I loved it. So everyone's been DMing me, asking me who the hell this secret girlfriend of Jamie's is that he keeps going on about. Now, this one has been burning a hole in my pocket for quite a while. Yes, I have been depriving you since almost the beginning of the season, actually. I wanted to save the best tea for last. He is dating, drum roll, pause for dramatic effect, Malibu Barbie gone wrong, Caitlin from this season screaming what an iconic duo two of possibly my favorite contestants ever together forever I just love it so much Jamie is the Christmas gift that keeps on giving
2: oh my god oh my god
0: according to a number of contestants that I've spoke to they have all claimed that Lockie only went on the show to boost his profile which I mean after everything we've heard, isn't a huge surprise, but it's still juicy. One contestant tells me, Lockie told all of us that his goal at the end of it all was to get a sponsored tour around Antarctica out of the show. That's the only reason he did it. We were like, why are you even telling us that? That just screams fame hungry to us and shows you aren't here for the right reasons. So we were basically wasting our time because all he wants to do is trek around Antarctica. So I can't imagine that he's going to stay with the winner. He's only doing this for exposure and publicity for his adventure business. That's why they keep building him up to be this massive adventure guy. They are setting the scene to cement his career after the show. It's been the plan from day one. Wow, T.
2: Oh my God, oh my God.
0: Further to that, Lockie has also told some of the girls that the most important thing he was looking for in a girl on the show was someone adventurous and a thrill seeker. One contestant says, Lockie told us he wanted someone who would jump out of planes with him. He said that the most important thing to him was someone who was going to be a thrill seeker. He didn't mention a connection. He didn't mention values, not even looks, just someone who wanted to jump out of planes. He made that very clear. I think that is why during the filming break, Irina went out of her way to emphasize that she is a very active gal. Interesting. Oh my
2: God, oh my God.
0: Now, that wasn't the only outrageous thing that Loki said during the season, as I'm sure you guys can imagine. Apparently, he got quite a rep for making some sleazy and inappropriate comments to the girls during the season that were cut and left on the floor of the editing room along with our hopes and dreams for 2020 because they didn't want him to to look bad. I will give you a few examples. Exhibit A. When Caitlin arrived, there was no bed for her as the mansion bunks were full and the girls were confused about where she was going to sleep. Lockie said in front of all the other girls, oh, that's okay. She can sleep in my bed with me. But... Caitlin actually ended up sleeping in a, in a hotel, but still a little bit much, Lockie. Keep it in your pants. Exhibit B. Lockie told Zoe Claire in front of a few other girls and the whole camera crew that he wanted to see her naked. He said he was thinking about seeing her with her clothes off every single time he saw her, that she never looked beautiful, just that he wanted to picture her without clothes. He said it in front of everyone. He was constantly sexualizing the girls and the way he spoke about the girls was absolutely disgusting.
2: Oh my God, oh my God.
0: A very well-placed source tells me that the show is rigged. Bella was predetermined to make the final two from the very beginning. An insider has said that it was actually a clause written into her contract with Warner Brothers that her manager negotiated on her behalf. The source says... Bella also had a clause in her contract that she would be guaranteed to make the top two. She was signed to an agent for acting and was supposed to move to LA this year, but then it got postponed because the bachelor offer came up through this agent. So they negotiated her contract for her and to make it worthwhile, they made sure she would be in the final two. She's only doing the show to promote herself and her career. Apparently, Lockie had a stronger connection with Beck and wanted to send Bella home when she started carrying on about Irina, the episode where he pulled her outside during the cocktail party. But he had to make up with her and put on a charade as to why he was still keeping her on the show after what she did. Further to this, Bella also had a secret photo shoot with Lockie on the first night and no one else did except her. The eliminated girls asked her about it during lockdown and she admitted it, she owned up to it. It got back to Irina, who was understandably furious. Oh
2: my God, oh my God.
0: Meanwhile, since filming has wrapped, Bella's management have approached a number of F45 gyms around Sydney. Asking if she could train there for free in exchange for Instagram content. Get that bread, girl. Hashtag ad. Hashtag sponsored content. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So at the very start of the season, Bachelor contestant Nadine Codsey revealed on this show that Bella and Lockie knew each other prior to filming and that they had made a secret pack to be together. Now, I have been looking into these explosive claims throughout the season. I'm trying to gather up some more evidence to either back it up or dismiss it. And from what I gather, I actually don't think that they did meet in Bali, but I can confirm that they did know each other and they had met before, but it wasn't in Bali. It was at an event in Bondi once with Laura and Maddie J. Now, nothing actually happened between them I think it was around the time he was dating Jordan. Not that it stopped him in the past. We know that he did cheat on Jordan, but it was purely platonic, I'm told. So this is why Bella went onto the show being overconfident about winning, I guess. She thought she would have it in the bag given that they had mutual friends and that they'd met before. You know, they mingled in the same circles, basically. And that's why she kept getting upset when people were forming connections with Lockie because she was certain that it was going to be her from day one. A contestant tells me, girls didn't know how they were acting so comfortable with each other on the first date being filmed. You would be nervous. No one else was that comfortable around him. Another contestant says, Bella was constantly crying. Irina would have to console her. She said, it's so hard seeing him have connections with other girls. It's very hard listening to other girls talking about their connection with him. However, Bella was always happy to talk about her connection with Lockie to the other girls. She kept telling them that she was going to win and she was very strategic. Bella was surprised that Lockie had formed a connection with Irina because she never saw a 31-year-old nurse as a threat and she was certain that she was going to end up with him considering they had all of these mutual friends and she didn't see Irina as a threat until lockdown. The plot thickens, guys. Some savage claims there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Another explosive bombshell. I have been told by numerous sources that Lockie told Irina early on in the season not to be friends with Bella. He told Irina he didn't think her being close to Bella was a good idea. Now, the only reason I can think of as to... Why he would say this is that he knew Bella and Irina would eventually end up in the top two and he didn't want Irina, I guess, to get too close to her as it would then be super awkward, which confirms the information I mentioned before that Bella had this secret contract to ensure she did make it to the top two and obviously Lockie knew about it. Oh
2: my God, oh my God.
0: There was also a running joke in the mansion that if Lockie picked Bella... He picked her for publicity. If he picked Irina, he picked her because he actually loves her. Now I can confirm that Loki and Irina, who's his chosen girl in the finale, are still together. One of Loki's mates has told me he pre- he seems pretty serious about finding the one. Good luck to him. They seem really happy together. I mean, I'm shocked by this because if hooking up with chicks during filming is the definition of serious I would hate to know what not being serious is given everything that has come out about Lockie it is so hard to believe that they are still together but I don't know maybe they had some sort of agreement where they could do what they wanted until the finale until it was you know locked down and I mean the whole premise of the show is that he is dating multiple people so I guess until you are chosen, until it is confirmed, what's another few, few women? Another source tells me, whoever he ends up with at the end, they are still together and everything is fine. So maybe we will get our happy ending after all guys. Oh my God, oh my God. Speaking of happy endings, an onset source tells me that Loki and Irina would always talk about their dream wedding and how they wanted it. And then during the final week, he even asked her what type of engagement ring she liked irena really wants to settle down asap and fall in love she wants to get married quickly like her parents did so maybe we will get our fairy tale bachelor ending we all deserve guys maybe there's even a surprise engagement stay tuned oh my god oh my god coming up this week the finale dun 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 Praise be, people. Blessed be the fruit. We are here. We're at the final. We're at the finish line. So there has been a lot of reports and speculation that Lockie rejects Irina before choosing Bella, who then turns him down because <laughs> she can't handle the fact that he's in love with Irina too, leaving Lockie to beg Irina to take him back geez that was a mouthful (laughs) basically to sum up what I just said it's a Blake Garvey 2.0 situation now I've looked into these claims and I can confirm that these reports are false this is not what happens there is no plot twist of that nature so while I do spoil things most things on this show (laughs) I do not want to ruin the finale for you guys completely we've been waiting so long for some sort of pleasure and enjoyment to come out of this show. So I don't want to go into too much detail because there are a few people who like to listen to the podcast and like to watch the show and play along at home. And the finale is always so special. So I don't want to completely shit all over that, but I will leave you with a little teaser about what to expect on the final night. So there is a huge drama that goes down at the finale, which explains why Bella is so bitter towards Irina at the moment and I guess why their friendship has soured for good it's quite explosive let's just say that Bella doesn't handle the rejection too well and Irina felt really bad for her but at the same time she was really hurt by something shady Bella did hashtag so dramatic hashtag scandal
2: do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come
0: to me. So we confirm or deny. At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. So a lot of juicy details about what went down in the mansion have already been exposed here on So Dramatic. But I thought to finish the season off with a bang, I would spoil you with even more. Yes, there is still more tea that hasn't been spilt yet. I'm going to do this segment quickfire, as there is quite a lot to get through. On the very first night of filming the first cocktail party, all of the girls were already discussing Paradise. Some of them had already made their minds up that early that they weren't going to end up with Lockie just on the first night. Bella in particular was even saying she wanted to be the next Bachelorette. Maddie and Roxy were the biggest divas in the house. They expected everyone to wait on them and cook for them. They would make snarky remarks if meals weren't prepared on time or up to their standards. Two girls were constantly flirting in the house. Nothing physical ever happened, but there was definitely chemistry between them. Juliet told the girls on day one that she was a vegan. However... She was constantly eating chicken in the house. So funny. Juliet is also a flat earther (laughs) conspiracist. She thinks the earth is flat, guys. However, my dad does too. So maybe they can hang out together. I'll have to (laughs) pass his number on to her. The girls had no equipment in the mansion until week four, which meant they had nothing to do except sit around all day and Many of them complained that they'd put on a lot of weight in the mansion as a result of not having a gym and not being able to exercise. I personally would have gone crazy over that. Bella would often refer to herself in the house as a Sydney socialite. Ariva got so fed up with her saying it that one day she turned around to her and said, No, you're not. I am a real Sydney socialite. Ariva Han, I think you dropped your crown. We fell in love with Izzy's iconic laugh this season, but apparently Izzy only laughed like that in front of the cameras. Her normal laugh is very different, and she didn't even really laugh that much in the mansion. Very random piece of gossip I managed to pick up. I've been told in previous seasons by the Bachelorette Boys that there is a strict two drink limit per hour at the cocktail parties. However, it seems that there are different rules for the girls. The girls were pumped with alcohol and given strong drinks that almost had zero mixes in them. They said it was so strong it tasted like petrol. Lockie's favourite drink was a gin and tonic and he demanded that producers constantly topped it up for him with fresh ice. The only time he didn't drink gin and tonic was with Irina, who loves to have a whiskey, so they would share one together. This season is being described as budget batchy. The girls were told by producers that they would organize their beauty treatments for them, but when they arrived, much to their horror, they had nothing and they had to do most things for themselves. One girl demanded that she get her nails done professionally and they wouldn't fork out the money for it, so the makeup artist was forced to do it for her last minute. Producers also had trouble finding someone to come in and do the spray tans for the girls because the lady who normally does it, who's done it for a few years, actually pulled out. She said she was so against how bad they edited the girls last season that she didn't want to be involved with the franchise ever again. So there's been a lot of previous claims about this huge divide in the house with Ariba, Christina, Juliet and Caitlyn on the outs with the other girls. Apparently the division got so bad that they were eventually excluded from attending the family dinners they had and they felt so uncomfortable going for a swim when the other girls were by the pool. When Caitlyn arrived at the mansion late, she was told by one of the other girls, do not be friends with Juliet, Christina or Ariba. You will be hated in the house and all of Australia is going to hate them too which is so nasty. I can't even deal with that. But Caitlin got along with Christina Ariba and Juliet more than the other girls. So that's why she joined that crew instead. So the girls in the house were totally obsessed with social media. And on day two in the mansion, they all went around in a little circle and said how many followers they all had. Very fetch. Bella had the most with twenty thousand followed closely by Christina, who had 15,000. Then there was a huge jump with the other girls mostly just having a few thousand each. Then Irina had the lowest. She had about 400 followers and all the girls laughed at her and said how embarrassing that was. She defended herself saying that, you know, she's a nurse, she has to have it on private and she isn't even really that big on social media. She doesn't really care for it. I swear to God, this show is more petty than this podcast. So Bella was the main one who was all about social media. As we know, she had a big social media presence before the show. So she was bragging in the house about how big her social media presence was and constantly reminding the other girls how many followers she had. She even offered to lend her expertise to the girls and help build their own Instagrams once the show ended. She told the girls don't worry once this is all done I will be able to help you with your captions for all of your photos because my social media is huge. I will show you how to grow your followers and what you can do to get more engagement. Apparently this is the main reason why the girls wanted to befriend Bella in the house and why they sided with her over Irina. A source says the girls bought into that because they thought she was going to win and they were like okay let's be friends with Bella she knows social media she's super connected to other celebs she's going to help us grow our grow our instagrams and status and become more popular so they all were basically <laughs> in there to do it for the gram some more tea on bella from the mansion this is huge probably the biggest tea from the season in my eyes So I revealed last week that Bella has hooked up with a number of famous guys in the past. She's been linked to quite a few familiar faces. Go back and listen, get up to speed on that. If you haven't already, it's in the episode before this. So Bella was bragging in the house to the other girls that she'd hooked up with and slept with a number of A-list celebs. The contestant tells me Every day, Bella would bring up a new person that she'd been with. She would say, I've hooked up with this person. I've dated this guy. I've slept with him. There were just way too many to count. She only dates celebs. Look, no judgment. Get those celeb hookups, girl. I'm all for that. I'm backing you. Now, one of those celebs is none other than pause for dramatic effect, drum roll, Cody Simpson he is a huge celeb so go bella bella told the girls in the mansion that she'd slept with him and had a brief fling with him while she was in la so juicy hashtag miley cyrus vibes this is bad behavior everybody calm down It's the case for the fbi so scandalous detective meg on the case again this week guys (laughs) My podcast lately has become a bit of a Locky hotline, a Locky hate hotline. I'm officially all out of voice memos. So I'm going to give the voice memos a break this week. I know I've conducted a lot of investigations during my short time here on So Dramatic, but this week I'm stepping things up a notch. I'm taking it to the next level. We need to rename this show So Dramatic Law and Order or something because. I have outdone myself. The real FBI is going to be offering me a job soon. So if I go missing, you know I'm either in WITSEC or working undercover as a full blown espionage queen. Detective Megapus, police officer pussy for short, whatever you want to call me, I will take the crown. So I've done some digging. And I have some actual police court records and files from our current season Bachelor contestants. Turns out quite a few of them have been a little naughty in their time, but I mean, who hasn't? Let's start with our good mate, Lockie. Poor Lockie. In 2017, he was charged with break and enter and trespassing after breaking into a building to base jump out of it. Base jumping, for those who don't know, myself included, I had no idea what it was. I had to Google it, is when you jump off really high buildings with a parachute. And apparently that's illegal as it's very unsafe and super risky. Fair enough. Personally, I'm afraid of heights, like absolutely petrified of heights. So I find this Outrageous that someone would want to do this in of their free will. It's my absolute worst nightmare, and he's somehow doing it for fun, and I just cannot comprehend that. Absolutely wild. So he had to go to court and he was eventually given a fine for that little misdemeanor/slash crime. Now, Laura Caleri, our Louis Vuitton queen, daddy's credit card, in 2018, she was charged with using an unlicensed vehicle on a road in WA. I approached Laura for a comment just to clarify what happened and she said I moved house and forgot to tell the department of transport to redirect my mail so my car was unregistered for a few months and I hadn't realized. Fair enough. Very easily done. Another road rules offender is Irina. She was also charged with a traffic offense in 2018 However, I found out that the charges were dismissed straight away and she was cleared of the offence because she was overseas at the time when the fine was issued and it was someone else driving her vehicle, but she didn't get onto it quick enough, so she still had to go through the court process. On the more serious end of the spectrum, Georgina Glass, who was the Maxim model eliminated earlier on in the season... She had a lengthy court battle in Tasmania back in 2016 after she was charged with five counts of obtaining a financial advantage. I approached Georgina for a comment and she has refused to comment any further on the matter. Look, if any of them get in any more trouble in the future and they need a lawyer, I am told that Jamie Doran knows a good one. Good
2: morning. Oh my God. Okay, let,
0: let's focus. That's all the tea I've got for you guys today. Someone asked Juliet to get me a Fruity Lexia because I've earned it. We've all earned it. Good riddance to Lockie's season of The Bachelor. If you enjoyed this episode, which I know is all of you because I saved the best tea for last, please subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars only, of course. There have been a lot of listeners leaving. <laughs> Quite bad reviews, very negative ones. So, if you do enjoy the podcast, please, please, please leave me a nice one to drown out the haters who seem to be out in full force at the moment. And to all my amazing super spreaders, please keep sharing so dramatic around more than Lockie in and out of the mansion, more than Bella. In the Bachelor franchise and the LA celeb scene, if you could please post a screenshot whenever you're listening to the podcast, wherever you're listening, or share the episode link on Facebook or text it to a friend, that would be amazing. It's not an ask, it's an order. It's your homework for the week, guys. Please, please show your gratitude by sharing it around a very small ask, but if you all chip in, it goes a very long way if you have any requests for people that you want me to get on any specific questions you want answered or if you simply have some juicy goss for me funny memes whatever slide into my dms like Lockie slides into everyone else's dms at megan pastetto or at dramatic podcast now i promised you a special announcement earlier in the show here it is if you haven't signed up already for the facebook group join ASAP. I cannot stress that enough. That is seriously where the real drama and partying is happened. There's been quite a few scandals occurring in the Facebook group this week alone, so it's very juicy. You can find that on Facebook at So Dramatic Podcast. This week in particular, I hope there's no more dramas in there, but I'm going to be spoiling you all with two surprises two parties, one on Wednesday and one on Thursday night to celebrate the finale week. Because we basically need to celebrate the fact that this godforsaken show is finally over and we're finally being put out of our suffering once and for all. Everyone is invited. Be there or be square. 7:30 Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday and Thursday nights to surprise special guests who I will announce closer. I'm also dropping another episode on Friday with our Plan B queen, Rachel Arahill from Matt Agnew Season. She spilt some really good tea. Since Jess Power's season of Maths, I went into filming during that time and, like I said, I'd never watched a reality show before.
1: But I feel like since then it's come out how fake reality shows are. Like I feel like every second person comes out and they're talking about how fake it is, blah, blah, blah. So why are people still
0: fucking going on (laughs) expecting it to be this fantasy world where everyone's rainbows and butterflies like, and everyone's so nice and blah, blah, blah. No, you've heard it from a million other people. Why are you still fucking going on expecting this little fucking fairy tale cannot wait for you guys to hear that it's so explosive it's a super long in-depth interview so i'm sure you're gonna love it and i haven't had a guest on in a while so it was nice for someone else to do all of the talking for a change in the next episode with rachel i will also begin getting stuck into the bachelorette ellie miles and becky miles season i've got some good shit coming for that Let's all just pray that it's better than the last 6 weeks of pure torture we've endured. See you guys then and thank you for listening to another episode of So Dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: my god. Oh my god. So Dramatic with Megan Procetto.